With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Talk, talk, talk to me, yeah. 10.24, the names get even bigger from Sky Sport. Mr. I don't know what he wants to do. I think he wants to do the Tour de France. Uh, Jeff McTainch, how are you, buddy? Mate, good. It might just be the Tour of St. Heliers uh, or Point Chevalier. I'm not sure. But well, not well considering, St. Ha- considering St. Heliers is my neighbourhood and I'm the mayor of St. Heliers, <laughs> I haven't seen a, a, permission, a permission slip board. And, and also one man that's probably not doing as much fitness as you but preparing for the Black Clash from TVNZ, Guy Havelt. G'day, buddy. Well, I'm not playing in it. I'm only... Uh, I know that. It, but, uh... I know that. But, <laughs> gee, I wouldn't ever even expect you to be invited into it. You're strong. Are you doing any? Are you are you doing as much fitness as McTainch? Well, I'm not on the prestigious tour of St Heliers. No, uh, yeah, but a bit of running here and there, Stephen, just to keep fit ahead of Christmas. It is. It is a big tour, by the way. It is a big tour. Uh, all righty, let's let's move on. Let's uh, p- to do the first part of our chat on the rugby awards last night. Uh, I'll start with you, McTainch, since you, you like to call a bit of footy. Uh, what did you make of Sarah Herney winning the overall award? Mate, well deserved. It was uh, it was a great recognition for, for somebody who's been really, you know, at the forefront of, of the women's game in, in this country and worldwide for a long time. You know, she's such a great leader. Uh, doesn't say an awful lot, but lead by example. Uh, and, and last night, you know, we saw with uh, the Keltramain Award, Blackburn Sevens Player of the Year, Māori Player of the Year again, uh, you know, just how the sort of stitch she's held in in New Zealand rugby. And, and she was just such a big, big part of that campaign in Tokyo, as you know, mate, you were presenting stuff from back here and, and you watched on and, and um, you know, I think we can all learn from a player like, you know, Sarah, we've had some fantastic all-black captains in the past and, and some great players uh, in, in the men's game, but for what she's done for Wahine Toa, such a leading light and such a great example, not just for young uh, Tamariki, um, but um, but for everybody in the game, just the way she conducts herself. So I thoroughly deserve uh, Sarah Hedonese three awards last night at the, uh, at the Rugby Awards. What about you, buddy? Guy? Well, I've got to say I'm, I'm pretty similar to Jeff. Uh, she has been superb. She has been a shining light throughout women's rugby in New Zealand, and that Blackburn Seven side uh, continues to go from strength to strength ever since uh, the Commonwealth Games and the Gold Coast. Uh, she is uh, an, an outstanding leader, a, a great role model uh, for young women in New Zealand. Uh, and and you know, aside point to all of this, um, who else would you have given it to? None of the All Blacks really 
deserved it. Uh, I don't know if there was any other player in, in men's rugby who deserved it. And the Black Ferns, the 15s aside, the 15 aside team haven't done much uh, this year either. So uh, I wouldn't say she got it by default. She was definitely the best this year and she definitely deserved it. Uh, but to be fair, she didn't have a lot of competition in, in that regard. No, fair play to you. Uh, Waikato's Ross Filippo, National Coach of the Year. You call a lot of NPC, uh, McTainch. Uh, did you raise eyebrows when that, that was given out? If I'm going to be completely honest, mate, I was a wee bit surprised uh, with the potentially the lack of recognition for, for Taranaki. I mean, I know they went in the Team of the Year category, first unbeaten season since 1985 under Walsh Graham Murray. Neil Barnes obviously was up for, for coach too. Look, taking nothing away from what Waikato achieved. Uh, they were in the Premiership division, and again, this is coming down to Mitch, just what Guy thinks about this as well, the old split log and, and, um, and where that sits. You know, an undefeated season for Taranaki, and they beat some of the heavyweights in domestic rugby as well. So, look, Ross Felipe, a fantastic year, centenary for Waikato. Uh, you know, they... Um, put on a heck of a performance uh, through the season and some of those crunch games toward the end and uh, no, no denying that um, he deserves to be in the conversation and um, congratulations on winning but I just I just feel maybe Taranaki potentially overlooked a wee bit. It sounds like to me um, there was I think there was a was there a, a fight that Taranaki was involved in earlier in the season and then obviously um, some pretty stern comments from Neil Barnes around uh, around the promotion relegation situation as well mm. and from what I understand that that um, quote off field and then obviously the fight as well on field stuff maybe uh, had something against them in terms of possibly winning this award they might have got top points or however they do the voting uh, that's how I understand it so well yeah so I mean if we're looking at their on field performance I, I think it, it's remarkable that, that Taranaki hasn't been honoured in some way uh, but I suppose if you do look at the criteria and I do believe that is written into the criteria then maybe you can sort of understand that they didn't, oh, they didn't quite live up to some, some side of things How dare you criticise the Kremlin in saying our, our headquarters. How dare you? In saying that, why... Well, I mean, this is in their criteria, but why do we get upset when a coach has a crack at something that he's not happy about? Exactly. No. And, we say, and we say, no, 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 and we say that we want to hear the truth and we want to hear all of that. I completely support that. All I'm saying is, is if it's written into New Zealand rugby's criteria and they are who the awards are from, then can we argue with that? Uh, if the criteria is uh, wrong, but if it's written in, then uh, fair play to them. I know, but I am I'm with you all the way. On this one, the one thing we discovered very quickly about uh, the women's sevens and why it is, is so front in mind, so present with us the ability for the players to say what they think, and that for me is huge right now. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Yeah, 10.32 on a Thursday with Stephen McIver and for Smithy. This is Summer Days in the panel with TVNZ's Television New Zealand, the mothership, and it's Guy Havelt and from, <laughs> and from Sky Sport. They want to be triathlete in the form of Jeff McTage. Uh, let us move on, lads. Uh, Steph Curry. Let's talk about Steph Curry. You know, we uh, Americans love numbers and awards and stats, so he breaks the three-point jump shot, the three-point thing. In game 788 only, he goes to 2974th. Career three pointers. Ray Allen needed thirteen hundred games. So McTainch, because you're a shorty, couldn't throw a ball to save yourself. What do you, what do you make of that uh, that record by Steph Curry? Oh look, I'll pass the ball pretty quickly. After that <laughs> to, if, to you the, uh, pass, if you could pass, if you could pass the ball, who is it? Well, yeah, well, look, I, I think I do have some height on my teammate here today. But listen, um, <laughs> not, but, but, uh, no, look, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. And that's that's what it really hits me. I'm not. I'm not surprised that Steph Curry's broken this. I mean, it was. I 
I think it was it was always it was always going to come, wasn't it? We've been setting records left, right, and centre on those way on the way to titles with, with Golden State, and um, I mean the season they're having again. Look where they are, back top of the West, and uh, look, it's um, it, it's pleasing to see they went off the ball there for a little bit. The Splash Brothers broke up through injury and whatnot, and uh, and they're getting their, their groove on again. So um, look, it's no surprise he, he's a he's a one of a kind player, Steph Curry, and um, as I say, um, he, he's spearheading that team again, who who are looking uh, pretty damn good uh, at this stage of the season, and that's the ball on the inside lane to Guy Havelt now. I'll play power forward then, Jeff, if, if you don't mind. I don't know. That's well, the smallest power forward going around. <laughs> uh, this is this is absolutely astounding, what he has done. You, you read out those numbers just then. Um, to be that, to do it that quickly compared to someone like Ray Allen, I, I think is just absolutely freakish. What I would say is that I think this is what we will see more of um, as as this game progresses in the next 10 to 20 years. You know, kids have watched, uh, have grown up watching Stephen Curry do this. They will be out in the backyard, out on their courts, whatever it might be, trying to trying to drain shots from as far back as they can. And in 10, 20 years' time, this will be the norm. So I was about to say, I don't know if we'll ever see this record beaten, but um, I actually wow. think kids will probably, that that's how the game will be played. The free ball will be the one that we'll just, um, you know, we'll see so much of. Uh, they might move away a little bit more from, from play under the post and, and, you know, we'll see more players like Stephen Curry. But right now, uh, that is an absolutely phenomenal achievement. And the other thing that I would say is that, man, American sport do celebrate, they celebrate yeah. things like this. I, like I love it. Oh, it was amazing, wasn't it? And, and the fact that the New York Knicks took a timeout of their own just yeah. so Stephen Curry could get his moment and they could celebrate it. And Ray uh, Allen was there. Just, yeah, exactly. They, they just know how to do it. It was outstanding. You, you know, you, you made a really good point there, uh, Havel, which was a rarity, I know. Um, and and the, the fact that... <laughs> but, but no, I, I saw the comparison uh, with, with cricket, right? Because you talk about the three-pointer. Oh, I think it would be terrible if that became the norm. When T20, when T20 came in uh, and uh, the, everybody was just bashing, bash, 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 bash. I remember talking to a lot of local cricket coaches and they were disturbed because all the kids wanted to do was come in and bash the ball and not learn the basics of cricket. Now, I know this is throwing a curveball to you boys, but I wonder whether that's a good thing or not. Guy? Uh, I don't think it is. Uh, I, 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 I think the, the way that basketball is played in terms of the big men under the hoop and physicality and that sort of thing, I think it's fantastic. Uh, and and I, I, I don't want it to go the way that it's going with, with Stephen Curry, whoever say. Phenomenal achievement, but if we all, if every player, every team did that, I think it would be incredibly boring. Uh, in terms of cricket, yeah, we, we have seen it. I mean, look at Test Match Cricket. You see teams scoring mm-hmm. in excess of 300 uh-huh. in, in a day's play. Uh, and, and, you know, and a, a test can be changed in a session these days. Uh, yeah, the, the game has changed dramatically. I don't think for the better, uh, but I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. I think it's here to stay. What about you, Jeff? Yeah, I tend to agree. I think um, I think we need to find balance, um, and certainly you see that you see that in the game of cricket these days. I think what it makes is what makes it more exciting. Um, actually, in some ways, uh, is that um, we can have like anything is up for grabs, and we've seen that in the last few tests with the Black Caps, and uh, and now with the Ashes as well. That uh, that anything can change in a, in a session. So um, I think the way the game has changed and, and the the skill sets that the players have now um, do make it more exciting in some aspects. But I mean, with cricket, you've got you've got different forms of the 
game, don't you? So you can uh, you can park up and if you're a purist, uh, enjoy a bit of the long form and uh, and enjoy that. But just knowing that at any moment a player can, um, like Kane Williamson, for example, can can turn a game on its head um, is exciting. Got to say, it's not like me to say this out publicly, but I'm quite enjoying the Ashes series. But let's just leave that one parked because I want to talk about this news that was released this morning uh, from the Royal and Ancient, the New Zealand Open, which is we now know has a a set date, and that's pretty cool. But there are going to be three open spots available. The Open has become part of the uh, the New Zealand Open has become part of the Open qualifying series. So the top three finishers in the New Zealand Open next year get a place in the 150th Open at St Andrews. How good, McTainch? Yeah, well, how good? Well, I know Guy has played. Uh, he's played around on Augusta, haven't you, mate? So maybe maybe we can sneak him in. He might get a media pass anyway to play on the uh, on the old course. <laughs> I might get an entry. I might get an entry into the tournament. Oh, so so so. What are you yeah. what, what are you playing off, uh, Havelt? Oh no, we won't go down that path, Stephen. Um, about so, a fifteen, but I oh, gee, that's all right. And, that's all right. Yeah, but uh, I played my first round. Since, think, yep. I played my first round since February or March, and I was uh, in, in three figures. So I think fifteen is generous at the moment. So it'll blow out, which is a good thing. Uh, in terms of this, this, this is this is outstanding for the tournament. I think it has something to do with the fact that the Australian Open isn't going ahead next year, and so that means that they've given these spots at the New Zealand Open, which uh, they have announced will go ahead. This this could technically mean it's viable that New Zealand would have five golfers if all goes to plan and everything does need to go to plan. New Zealand could have five golfers in the Open Championship, the 150th Open Championship next year. That would be, I suspect that would be a first, five Kiwis in a major. Well, I, th- I think it would be even better, Jeff, than actually winning the damn thing. If you're second or third and you go, guess what, I'm going to the Open. I mean, I'll take, I'll take the money, but man, I, I'd rather be in the Open. How cool is that? Uh, it's not a bad, not a bad bonus, uh, bonus prize, is it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, as I say, if you, if you can be a part of that major experience, uh, and, and you know, irrespective of where, where you finish uh, at, at the end of uh, the tournament, just rubbing shoulders with those guys on the tour, um, you know, for, for some of these guys that, that crack it, they might not go on to do much else. But if they, they can get over there and, and play in a play in a major uh, with the best golfers in the world, it's um, certainly something that they'll remember for the rest of their life. Okay, final thoughts, McTainch. What does Christmas look like for you? Uh, Christmas looks like uh, trying to get on a plane on uh, on Saturday morning, head down to Queenstown, uh, do the Dunstan Cycle Trail with the uh, with the in-laws, and then uh, head across and see my folks in uh, in Wanaka. And uh, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks weeks down there. It's been a, been a long time uh, locked inside the Auckland border, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting out and, um, and and just seeing some some of the family again, other than on FaceTime. Oh, that's cool. You're taking your wife, I assume. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think she wants to come along, so uh, she generally organises everything in, in, in my life, so uh, she's, she's got it all sorted. Mate. And, 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 and that surprises nobody. Uh, have Al <laughs> Guy, what does what your Christmas have in store for you? Uh, I'm, I'm heading home to Christchurch uh, in about a week's time, or just under a week's time. I'll spend a few days there, which will be, like Jeff, great to see the family for the first yeah. time in however long, uh, and then come back up on uh, Boxing Day, do a bit of work, and then back down to Christchurch, actually, from Brother's Wedding. So, yeah, it's all good. It's great that we can get out. Uh, I think it's, um, yeah, I just hope that everyone can do that and get to see their family. What are you up to? Uh, I'm hanging around, doing a bit of work around here, just doing my thing. You know, us older boys, we just, uh, we settle in, sit down. I'll be, I'll be sitting by the pool on the estate, you know, and just uh, just relaxing. <laughs> can, I just, uh, can I just ask really quickly, uh, Guy, before, before we go, mate, what, what's your pick for the second Ashes test? Uh, I think uh, the injection oh. of, the, of the England paces. Oh, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a look, I, I, I think 
uh, Australia are going to roll them again. I like the fact they've picked Broad and Anderson, but uh, I think their problem is the batting. Uh, England batting, you really only have confidence in Joe Root when he goes out to bat. It may be Ben Stokes, actually, to be fair, but outside of that, uh, they can all crumble. So, yeah, I think this is going to be another Australian win, and it'll be 4 or 5 nil in the series. McTain, who's running this? Who's running this show? Are you trying to do my, <laughs> mate, do my okay, job? Look, look, hey? look, I, settle I settle back, the mate. hell sorry down, mate. Control. Settle sorry, the mate, hell sorry. down. Happy Christmas, Jeff McTain, Guy Havel. Take it easy, boys, and please stay safe, okay? You do, big man. Thank you. You're welcome.